You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful sunshine state of Florida. Thanks for listening. This is episode 197. And I'm going to be uh, tackling a very important topic. We're going to be talking about the omniscience of Christ, or in in layman's terms, we're going to be talking about the all-knowing power of Jesus. We're going to be answering the question, does Jesus really know everything? Really important topic uh, to to dive into, and there is a relatively confusing answer to this. Uh, In fact, I sort of delayed answering this because I wanted to make sure that I had a quality biblical answer. I didn't want to just kind of just shoot from the hip on this one. I didn't feel like I could articulate a really quality answer off the top of my head when I first got this email and uh, and figured I should spend some time researching and studying. And and my opinion even slightly changed on this. Uh, you know, my well, my, my conclusion didn't change, but the way I would articulate it slightly changed as I was studying this. So uh, glad I got a chance to study this. So I got an email uh, a few months ago from a listener uh, by the name of Brooks. Uh, Brooks actually is a student at Bethany Global University, which is the university owned by the nonprofit that uh, that I work for. So Bethany International is the parent company uh, for for Bethany Global University. And that's, again, that's a nonprofit organization that I work for. Um, Brooks is actually a young man that I've gotten a chance to know, loves God, loves the Bible, loves theology, brilliant thinker. Uh, there are not many guys I meet at age 18 that I feel like are, are as good a thinkers as, Brooke, as Brooks is. So, uh, Brooks, shout out to you. Let me read the email that I got from Brooks. Like, actually, he actually sent me a longer email. And uh, I will probably break it up into two. I'm only going to cover half of it in this. So in a future episode, I'll cover uh, the second part. Uh so this is what uh, this is what Brooks said in his email. He says, I recently read an article by Christianity Today that claimed that God is not all-knowing or all-powerful. Obviously, this is not orthodoxy, and I would not accept it. Let me stop there. Brooks, mazel tov to you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you for clearly making uh, making your point, or thank you for, for standing for truth and making it clear that the article that he read was wrong um, in that and that you refused to accept it as not being orthodox. Good stuff. Uh, congratulations, because there are so many people that would just, I think, would read an article from a publication like Christianity Today, uh, which in a lot of ways is a good publication. I'm not, I'm not dogging the publication, um, but clearly the article that Brooks read uh, by by whatever author was on there, they were they were they were writing or or espousing a doctrine that is not orthodox, basically something that is not true, and so. Uh, so good on you, Brooks, for for calling that out. Uh, let me continue there. So then he says this. However, I would like to know how I can reconcile the fact that Jesus doesn't know the day or the hour, as in Mark 13, 32, and that Jesus is uh, is omniscient, John 21, 17. This is a great, great question um, that Brooks brings to the table. And, and it kind of just, you know, people just ask, you know, how is it that Jesus uh, could say he didn't know things or he would ask questions? You know, another, another example that people have asked before is when Jesus uh, when the woman with the issue of blood who touches the the hem of his garment, you know, the edge of his robe, and Jesus says, "Who touched me?" Um, you know, and there are other times in the scripture when Jesus asks questions, and it would seem like he doesn't know the answer to those questions. Um, and so people people will say, "Hey, well, listen, this is evidence that Jesus doesn't know everything. God knows everything, therefore, Jesus can't be God." Um, I think this is a very simplistic approach, quite frankly. 
um, because it ignores a very important doctrine that we refer to as the hypostatic union. That is, in essence, um, the that is the doctrine that two different natures were united in the person of Christ. And I talked about this before, back in episode 37, when I answered the question, was Jesus human or God? Uh, in episode 37, you can check that out. And then also, I talked about this in episode 13, when I answered the question, what is the Trinity? If you're interested, you can go check those two questions out. Um we, we believe, as Orthodox Christians, we believe that God exists in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God the Father, uh, God the Son, Jesus Christ, God the Holy Spirit, also known as the Holy Ghost. It is one God who has the ability to exist in three separate persons. Now, this is hard for us to understand because we don't have the ability to do this. You know, I'm Kenny Ortiz. I am one person. I'm one being. I only exist in one person. But God, the being of God, has the ability to exist in three separate persons, something that we cannot do, something we cannot wrap our minds around. It is beyond our brain power to, to even fully understand this. But there is one God existing in three co-equal persons. Each of the persons are unique and distinct from one another, but each is fully God. Uh, so Jesus is not one third of God or just a portion of God. He is 100% God. But Jesus, as I mentioned in episode 37, is also fully human. And side note, he still is human. Just because he died and resurrected and went to heaven doesn't make him not human. He's still fully human in heaven today, but he has a glorified body, which is what you and I will have one day when we get to heaven. Uh, for those of us who are believers, we'll get a new body that's perfected we'll be, and, and we'll, be, uh, we'll be in heaven and we'll be, our bodies will be like Christ. And that'll be a glorious, amazing day. Um, so Jesus is still fully human and he has all the properties of a human, but with a perfect body. Jesus is though simultaneously fully God and he has always been fully God at, at no point was he not fully God so Jesus is not half God half man he is 100% God and 100% man now we understand it's difficult to grasp and it doesn't make sense it, it seems like bad math okay I recognize that um, but it is true and so the divinity or the divine nature of Jesus is fully God and completely omnipresent, omnipotent, uh, omniscient, meaning he is everywhere all at one time. He is full. He is all powerful. He can do whatever he wants. And he is all knowing of all things. Jesus Christ has always been God, has always been fully omniscient, meaning he's fully, he fully knows everything. He always has, always will. Um, but of course people say that if Jesus was fully God, why didn't he know the day of his return? Um, this dilemma is solved when we understand that Christ is one person, but with two natures. Again, it's what we call the hypostatic union. This is the union of two separate natures coming together and existing in one person, which is something the human brain cannot fully grasp because it's not something we can do. Um, when we understand that Jesus has a human nature, that we can understand that it's plausible for him not to have all knowledge. His human nature did not know all things. Thus, in his human nature, he really did not know the hour of his return. He was human. But in his divine nature, he does have all knowledge. And thus, in his divine nature, he did know exactly when he would return. And I know this is, seems contradictory, seems ridiculous to some people. It seems illogical, but this is what the scripture makes clear, that Christ has two natures, the human nature, the divine nature. The human nature has always been human, 
as for as and and his human for as long as he has been human, his human nature has been fully human and will always be fully, fully human. And for as long as Jesus has been divine, his divine nature has been fully divine. It's not like he's he was part God for one point and then became part human. No, he was he's always been both. This is the fascinating part that since he has two natures and they're united in one person. The fact that Christ's human nature didn't know when he would return means that the person of Christ did not know when he would return. Like Because he was human, he didn't know when he would return because his human nature is not omniscient. Thus, Jesus could honestly say, I don't know. But simultaneously, his divine nature does in fact know when he would come back because his divine nature was indeed fully omniscient. So at the same time, by virtue of his divine nature, he could also say that he did in fact know all things and when he would return. Knowledge and ignorance of his of his return were both true of Christ, both in different ways though. In his human nature, he, he was ignorant of his return, but in his divine nature, he knew exactly when he would return. See, Christ, he both knew when he would return and he did not know when he was returned. Both were true. Now, this seems contradictory. It's a. It seems like a complete paradox, but it is a. It is a true paradox, as are many things in Scripture. Right? We see multiple paradoxes in Scripture that are completely true. We see uh, God controlling and being sovereign over all things, perfectly providential over all things, and yet humans having choices that impact the course of human history. These are paradoxes. They're both true. They seem contradictory, but they are both true. Uh, we see other paradoxes in scripture, like the Trinity, God being one, but three, three in one. This is seemingly a paradox. There are a variety of paradoxes that we see throughout the scriptures that we don't, we don't necessarily disregard them because we don't understand them. There's lots of things that we just, that we don't get, but we have to take the scripture at its word. We have to say, okay, we know that the scripture is accurate. It's inspired by God. It's reliable. It's inerrant. And we can see that the biblical evidence shows us that that Christ both fully knew everything in his divine nature. He was omniscient and Christ in his human nature was not fully omniscient. Both were true. How are both true? I don't know. It doesn't make sense in my brain. I don't understand it. And one day I'll stand before God face to face. And at that point, maybe, maybe I'll fully understand it. Here's the bottom line on this side of eternity. We are obligated as Christians to defend the truth we see in scripture. Don't try to water it down. Don't try to make it logical for humans to get it. Just claim the truth, proclaim it, defend it, stand on it. And if it doesn't make sense to some people, you know what? That's not your job to to convince them. That's the scripture's job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. God does that. It's our responsibility to defend the truth that Jesus was both fully God and fully man and that his humane, his humanity and his divinity those two natures, they perfectly united in one person. His name was Jesus Christ. He died for our sins and he rose from the dead. And if you trust in him and him alone, you can be you can be forgiven of your sin, rescued from eternal condemnation, and you can spend eternity enjoying him, spending time in his incredible, loving, gracious, powerful presence, beholding his beauty, beholding his majesty, and for all of eternity, growing in the knowledge of who he is and seeing him face to face and eventually one day in eternity coming to the understanding of who Christ was, both fully divine and fully human. Now, I know I probably just confused a bunch of you. Here's the bottom line. Jesus is both man. He's both God. 
He did not know everything and he knew everything. Both are true. They may seem to contradict, but they do not. They are a paradox, but they are both true. And the hypostatic union or the doctrine of the hypostatic union helps us understand and helps us articulate both the humanity and the divinity of Christ, a truth that is paramount to the Christian faith that ought to be fiercely defended and embraced by all believers. And one day when we see him, we'll understand better than we do today. Hey, Brooks, thanks for shooting me your email. I really appreciate it. I hope this has been helpful. If anyone has a question about anything I said, you want me to clarify something or you want to challenge me, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me an email. Uh, Also, if you have a topic or a question you want me to address on the show, maybe it's completely unrelated to this topic, you can also shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, feel free to connect with me on Twitter. I'd love to see you there. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, to ensure you never miss an episode of the podcast, make sure you subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast player. That'll guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device. Hey, if you're loving a podcast, please head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.